I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ, MacAllen, Texas, and our study is found in James chapter 4. James chapter 4, listen please, verses 1 through 10. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the Scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he's made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Now, what do you think of when you hear the word worldly or worldliness? Well, there was a time in my life when I associated the word only with certain specific forbidden behaviors. Drinking was worldly, the use of foul language, sexual promiscuity, and anything that might lead to these practices. There was a list. I thought only of these forbidden specific external practices, without connecting these to the underlying issues of heart and motive. Now, let me make certain you hear this. I do not recommend drinking. I am not a user or advocate of foul language, and I preach against sexual immorality. My point is, worldliness isn't described in the Bible just in terms of specific forbidden behaviors or practices. There is a frame of mind, there's an attitude, motive inside the person that leads us to the forbidden behaviors. To understand what the Bible is saying about worldliness and to avoid being drawn into this present world, it is critical that we understand the underlying attitude, the motives that exist inside the person, motives that lead to embracing and being dangerously attached to this present world. And this passage in James chapter 4 gives us that clarity, the view of the inner motivation that produces worldly living. Worldly living, that is, James says, enmity with God. So have your Bible open to James chapter 4, and we're going to look into this together. I have structured this study into three 
questions to be individualized by each listener. Number one, what do I want? James wants his readers to understand if there are quarrels and fights, that behavior is produced by something inside. Passions are pleasures that lie within, in the heart. What helps us follow James into chapter 4 is what is written in the last part of chapter 3, where he exposes the heart issues of bitter, jealousy, and selfish ambition. Listen to how this part of James chapter 3 flows smoothly into chapter 4 and helps us get the point. So I'm going to start reading at James 3, 13, and I'll read up into verse 1 of chapter 4, and you'll see the connection. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? If I want what I shouldn't have, with stubborn, covetous fervor, if I am devoted to my selfish desires and passions, James says, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above. This is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Worldliness starts in the heart, then gives expression of itself through fighting, quarreling, disorder, and every vile practice and things attached to this present world. Be careful what you want and how bad you want it. A Bible teacher came into a class one time, made certain the students had pen and paper, and started the class by saying to the students, write down what you want. There was no passage or topic or explanation. Write down what you want. And after a few minutes, he collected the papers and read what the young students had written. The latest Ford Mustang with all the accessories. Various kinds of sound equipment, lots of money, and one student wrote very honestly, I want everything I don't have right now that I want. And then the teacher took the class to James chapter 4 and challenged the students to examine what they wanted, what they were asking for, and spoke to them about godly discipline and maturity. He gave emphasis to James 4 verse 4. 
You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. See, on the subject of the world's attraction, selfish ambition, and our relationship with God, a very good question is, what do I want? I should search my heart for that list of things I believe I just have to have that is a part of this world and has nothing to do with my relationship with God. Bible teaching against worldliness isn't just a list of prohibited practices. Where is your heart? What do you want? Listen again, please. James chapter 4, the first three verses. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Lust, someone said, lust is the craving for salt of a man who is dying of thirst. Here's another question that leads to a better understanding of what worldliness is. Who are my friends? Who my friends are will always reflect my interest, my character, my purposes. Now look at verse 4. We are in James chapter 4 at verse 4. You adulterous people, James wrote, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? If I covet what the world offers, if I want to get closer and closer to the world, putting eternity at risk with every step, here's what James wants me to know about that attraction to the world. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. There is obvious effort you may see in others and, and yourself, of wanting to have one foot on the Lord's side and the other foot in the world. But that has never been a feasible way to navigate life. It just isn't real, and it just doesn't work. Jesus said, Matthew six twenty four, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. It was Joshua who said, Choose you this day whom you will serve. The call of the gospel is to give our whole lives to God by being disciples of Jesus Christ every day, knowing that when I slip over close to the world to become a part of it, to enjoy it, to feed my pleasures and receive the acclaim of men, I am deliberately choosing the world against God. Friendship with the world. James says, against God. That's enmity. James says, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? One of our goals this year is, as stated by Paul in Philippians, pressing on. And that is stated this way in Philippians, this one thing I do. It is clearer every day the world 
does not tolerate friends of God. Likewise, God considers us as unfaithful when we order our lives in favor of the world. God wants our fidelity in whole, not in part. Third question, am I blinded by pride? Am I blinded by pride? Answering that will help us identify any movement away from God, because here's what James wrote in verses 5 and 6. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the Scripture says, He yearns jealously over the Spirit that He has made to dwell in us? But He gives more grace. Therefore it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Did you see there the amazing truth that God wants us? That he yearns jealously over the spirit he has made to dwell in us. Whatever else might be said of that and the translation of these verses, the main idea is that God wants us, not just part of us, the other part living out in the world. He wants us holy. What can blind us to this remarkable truth is pride. Thinking more highly of myself than I should. Self-exaltation, stubbornly devoted to what I want no matter the eternal risk. Remember what we read back in chapter 3, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Pride is a mark of worldly living, not godly living. Hendrickson, in his commentary, said, Pride shuts out grace. If a patient refuses to take the medicine prescribed by the physician, he will never recover. If a son rejects the wise counsel of his parents, he can expect trouble. Pride enters the human heart because man measures himself by human standards, not God's standards. The believer who lives in constant fellowship with God, who desires to do God's will in all things, and who demonstrates the love of the Lord Jesus, is the recipient of God's abundant grace. So, James gives us comprehensive insight into what worldliness is. It cannot be adequately and biblically defined in terms of simply a list of forbidden practices. While there are forbidden practices, one must get to the heart of the matter, and it is the heart where we desire and do not have. Hearts where jealousy and selfish ambition has found a home. Though God yearns jealously over us and is gracious toward us if we are blinded by pride and infatuated by this world, we put ourselves at enmity with God. Good questions for personal self-examination. What do I want? Who are my friends? Am I blinded by pride? We could stop here. We have a better understanding of the underlying heart conditions that lead us away from God into the world. We know that beneath those practices that are worldly, there are attitudes like those exposed by James. 
bitter jealousy, selfish ambition, boasting, passion to have what we covet. Worldliness must be understood from the inside out. And that's what we've studied from James chapter 3 and chapter 4. But we are not finished. What do I do? Tell us, James. Tell us what we are to do about this. If we are now able to see into our hearts these underlying motives and attitudes and their outcome away from God, tell us, James, what do we do? And here's what James says. Keep reading. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. If I see that I'm moving toward the world just inside of me, even if not yet in external conduct, if I see I'm moving toward the world, I need to stop and use this teaching to purify my heart and draw near to God. That means resisting the devil. And it says here, he will flee from you. It means not letting the seeds of the world into the soil of your heart. It means coming to God through His Word, coming to God in prayer, coming to God in worship, and walking with God daily. Hendrickson, I quote again, When we present our heart to the Lord, He wants it completely. If we give part of it to the world, God cannot be our Lord and Master. He demands that we approach Him with singleness of heart in true humility. God will lift us up when we humble ourselves before Him. That's the study of James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. Really, after you listen to the recording, I want you to go back and read again James 3.13 through James 4 and verse 10. When we present our heart to the Lord, He wants it completely. If we give part of it to the world, God cannot be our Lord and Master. He demands that we approach Him With singleness of heart, in true humility, God will lift us up when we humble ourselves before Him. Thank you for being a part of this valuable study from God's Word.